All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing. Good afternoon and welcome to the At Close of Business podcast. I'm Isabel Vieira with your Tuesday afternoon headlines. A $300 million bioenergy plant to supply renewable fuel to the aviation and trucking industries has been earmarked for Esperance. The Australis Biofuel Facility project is being led by Renewable.bio, which is already exporting up to 150,000 tonnes of agricultural and forestry biomass to Europe from the south coast town. The $300 to $500 million expansion slated for operation by 2027 would boost production of biofuel able to be used in existing tanks without modification for Australian and overseas markets. Those fuels would be marketed to the long-haul trucking, aviation, mining and agricultural sectors for use where other forms of emission reduction such as electrification are not feasible in the medium term. Renewable Bio Chief Executive Angela Dabala said the Esperance facility would be the first of four built in Australia. To read the full article, visit businessnews.com.au. In other news, new financials for Gina Reinhardt's Hancock Prospecting have revealed the company made more than $5 billion after tax in 2023 as an ongoing royalties dispute lingers. Revenue generated from the financial year ending June 30 was $13.2 billion, according to Hancock's annual report, about $1.4 billion less than the prior year. That brought the private company's net profit after tax for the financial year to just over $5 billion, compared with $5.8 billion in 2022. Those numbers still make Hancock Prospecting comfortably the largest private company in the state. Driving revenues was iron ore machine Roy Hill, which posted a $2.7 billion net profit after tax, according to financials released late last week. Atlas Iron, which operates multiple iron ore mines in WA's Pilbara region, brought in revenue of $1.2 billion. Overall, the results reflected softer iron ore prices compared with the lofty highs of 2020 and 2021. Outside of mining, pastoral investment Australian Outback Beef reported revenue of $48.8 million. The financial year was also an active one in terms of investment, with Hancock securing major stakes in lithium developers Azure Minerals and Linetown Resources. A takeover battle for Perth Basin Junior Warrego Energy also played out during the year, concluding with Hancock acquiring the business in February. The financials also revealed dividends withheld due to an ongoing royalties dispute with some of the Reinhardt children stood at $5.3 billion. And lastly, an Indonesian church group has bought an office building in Belmont with plans to convert it into a church. GRII Perth, an acronym that can be translated to the Reformed Evangelical Church of Indonesia, bought 138 Abernethy Road from Minta Pty Ltd for $3 million. Ray White Commercial WA agents Chris Matthews, Brett Wilkins and Liam Pittaway brokered the deal. GRII Perth is currently operating out of the Blue Gum Community Centre in Brentwood and hopes to move into the Belmont building this December. That's all from me. Up next on the podcast, I speak to Nadia Budihadro about two recent ACCC reports into the childcare sector. Stay on top of the latest news stories that are impacting your business, industry or sector. The New Look Business News app gives subscribers breaking news alerts, access to editions, articles by category, as well as our advanced data and insight search function to find projects, people and companies. It's your mobile portal to the latest intelligence on commerce, politics and industry, wherever you are. Stay informed at critical times and download today. Visit businessnews.com.au forward slash app. Download on the App Store. 
or get it on Google Play now. Welcome back to the At Close of Business podcast. I'm Isabel Vieira and today I'm joined by Nadia Budihadro. Nadia, how are you going? I'm good. How are you, Izzy? Yeah, well, thank you. So, Nadia, for your education piece in the October 16 edition of Business News, you analyse some recent ACCC reports. So, childcare in Western Australia is famously an expensive undertaking, but the recent ACCC reports into the industry confirm the state as one of the most expensive jurisdictions for childcare in the country only behind the ACT. You know, what did the studies find and what did they teach us? Yeah, so the ACCC uh, released two interim reports so far. Uh, so earlier this month, its second interim report into childcare services was um, was published. Mm-hmm. Uh, WA has the second highest increase in average hourly fees in the country. That's according to the second interim report. So... Um, that was at 7.4% and we're just behind ACT. Uh, but in the first interim report, uh, the ACCC found childcare fees rose faster than inflation and wage growth over the past four years. Uh, that's not just WA, but the average outside school hours care services fee in WA was $41.66 and that's that was the highest in the country. Yeah, okay. So um, the average hourly fee for outside school hours care services, um, ACT is just slightly higher than WA at $10.75. WA is $10.11. So the ACCC said um, the average session of care is probably longer in WA than the ACT, but the average session fee is much higher in WA than in other states and territories. And I think what's really interesting with these type of um, reports is that there are different categories of um, childcare services. And I mean, I am without child myself, uh, so I'm not really, you know, not, not really well versed in the different types of services that are offered. Um, but the ACCC um, is doing is looking at four childcare services. They're categorised into centre-based daycare, outside school hours, family childcare and in-home care. Mm-hmm. So they sort of pose um, a really difficult, I, I would say, analysis on the uh, average growth of fees and the hourly fees in, in all of these type of centres and across Australia as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why they're going with different... Um, with you know, interim reports as opposed to one big reports. I welcome that as as somebody who's following this sector, um, reading into the interim reports. But yeah, I think it shows that um, WA, in in both of these reports, WA sort of are in the top um, expensive states. So it's, I wonder what we're going to score in the third interim report and what's next coming up from the ACCC. There you go. And does it have any sort of specific reasoning as to why WA is up there with the prices? Uh, I think they found um, that there's a significant number of outside school hour care services charging more than the rate cap um, in WA. Uh, And then also the uh, locations of, of the services as well. And I think it's really hard when you try to get an average, but there's obviously going to be discrepancies in metro um, childcare services mm-hmm. um, and the fees in the regional 
childcare services as well. So I think that's something that the ACCC somewhat touch in the reports. Um, but at the same time, I think, um, yeah, when you collate all of those together, it's it, it might skew the data a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because there's obviously going to be more services in Metro um, and there's going to be uh, like fewer services for for outside school care in in the regional areas. And, and I, I do wonder what that means for the fees um, and how they can, I guess, cater to supply and demand if there is such a um, big population discrepancy and, and yeah, the the capacity um, that is needed for those areas. There you go. Interesting. And what sort of subsidies or support um, is out there to help those using childcare services? And, you know, what did the ACCC have to say about their effectiveness? So between the first and the second interim reports of the ACCC um, release, there has been a change in the childcare subsidy that has been that's offered by the Australian government. So in July 2023, they've changed the childcare subsidy. The childcare subsidy is for uh, care for a child 13 years or younger, and it's for children using an approved childcare. Um, so the childcare subsidy um, is paid to the service provider, and it's Households can receive a subsidy for their childcare use, but then the subsidy amount a household receives is determined by, you know, an income test, an activity test, an hourly rate cap. Okay. So it doesn't actually cover the full price of childcare, and then the parents and guardians must pay the remaining share if not subsidised. Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually what the ACCC found was that access to the childcare subsidy it helped many households, but it had its limits. And that means that to be eligible for the childcare subsidy, households must be undertaking approved activities like working, studying or volunteering. But that requirement can actually exclude or limit some households from accessing the um, the childcare subsidy. Okay. And the out-of-pocket expense or what the um, households have to pay outside of the subsidy um, it actually represents the true price that households pay for childcare. That's what the ACCC said. The operation of childcare subsidy can make it difficult for parents and guardians to accurately estimate their subsidy entitlement. So that's what the ACCC said in the report. Mm-hmm. The ACCC said it makes it challenging to accurately compare the out-of-pocket expenses that they will face with different services in the local area market. Uh, although in saying that, this second interim report didn't really look at the um didn't look at how the July 2023 change into the subsidy has impacted the childcare services around Australia. So I think we will see that probably in the third uh, interim report. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really explain the hourly rate cap um, requirement under the subsidy. So the hourly rate cap sets an upper limit on the price, which childcare will be subsidised by the Australian government. Uh, so then even though the subsidy meant to help households, I think there's a lot of different conditions and different like thresholds that the households have to, um, I guess, figure out where they fit, which I think what the ACCC is finding could be a limitation on households accessing the, the subsidies or initiatives. Okay, so there's a few layers to this. And I understand this is all part of a federal inquiry into the childcare sector. You know, what's still to come and when is it expected to wrap up? So there's going to be a final report by 
well, December 31st this year, um, the submission period for the second interim report actually ended about two days ago, 29th of October. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the last submission day to, um, I guess, put in feedback for the second interim report. So at the moment, the ACCC will do further stakeholder meetings if required to clarify the submissions that they've got from the second interim report. The final report will be provided to the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, by 31st December 2023. And the ACCC launched a price inquiry into childcare services at the directive of the federal government, actually. It's part of the government aim to um, reduce... I guess, um, the fees that has been growing for, for a while. As I mentioned before, the rate of fees, according to C in childcare, are uh, rising faster than inflation and wage growth. And I think the Australian government has seen that and included that in their, um, I guess, budget as well. The federal government allocated $10.8 million for the 12-month ACCC inquiry. So it's, it is quite a costly inquiry and it is a year-long inquiry in the previous magazine i've talked about early childhood uh, education and the fees that are rising in that so this is sort of kind of ties in a little bit together although it's not exactly the same but it does tie in on the fees that are always growing and i think particularly in outside school services and outside school education services There you have it. Nadia, thank you so much for sharing that article with us. Readers can view it in the October 16 edition of the Business News magazine available on our website. Nadia, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.